Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rash Pixel FM. I'm Pete Wright, and right there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. We're talking all about memory today. This is a, I love this topic. It is uh, very interesting and very challenging all at the same time. Yes. Uh, before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com, get to know us a little bit better, listen to the show right there on the website, or subscribe to the mailing list. On the homepage, you can get an email with the latest episode each and every week. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD. And if you like what you hear here, and if you want to help support the show, we sure would appreciate it if you would head over to patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast and support us there with your dollars. Dollars are a great way to support this show. Uh, dollars help us support hosting and support ongoing development and equipment and all the kinds of things that go into doing this show. Uh, and uh, it, it uh, makes us feel real, real good How about that. Yes, and we've got yeah. some new things coming up with the Patreon community. We so. sure do. That's exciting. We sure do. I'm very excited about it. So there you go. Patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. And if you've never, if you've thought about it, you've heard this Patreon thing, you don't know what it is. It's like listener-supported podcasting, right? Pa- Patreon is just the the company and the platform that that helps to helps people like us uh, to uh, earn a little something on the, the hard work that we do here. Uh, it's a very simple process. You'll set up a new account. And uh, you can pay us uh, a buck for a tip or a couple of more bucks and you'll get access to other perks and access to other live streams that like we're doing right now. If you were a Patreon member, you'd have access to this very live stream on video. You'd get to see uh, us live, which may actually (laughs) turn you off. I don't know. Uh, I know, right? Yeah, I don't know if that's a perk, but (laughs) it might be. Who knows? (laughs) We we only have one announcement this week, I I think, and that is that coaching is uh, is live on the website. I actually have two announcements. Two in a row, and I just didn't put them in the notes. So okay, well, Um, the first one is about the coaching, and I know that because I got the page up and running this week. You did, and that yes, because we talked about it last week, and and you did, you got it up and running. So thank you, Pete Wright, for your help. You're welcome, Nikki Kinzer. Um, but yes, group coaching uh, enrollment is open. It is going to start the week of September 10th. There's two um, sessions available. And so if you are interested in um, group coaching and want to know a little bit more about it, certainly go to the webpage that uh, Pete revised and created. 
<laughs> and if you do have any questions, you can always email me too. Um, the second announcement that I have is, uh, the, if you remember correctly, or if I remember correctly, I think it was, or not September, um, springtime where I was a part of the ADHD Women's Palooza, which is sort of an online event for um, issues around women and ADHD. Well, the host, Linda uh, Regali, and uh, actually the ladies from ImpactADHD.com have put together the ADHD Parents Palooza. And wow. this is exciting. See, that's one I might be actually invited to. Yes. Yeah, so this is um, the first time they've done it. So here are three women that, um, you know, are fantastic at what they do. ImpactADHD.com specifically helps parents and and um, all ages of, of children from, you know, young children to tweens to teenagers to college students with ADHD. So they have uh, put together 30 experts to talk about different um, subjects and topics around parents parenting a child with ADHD. So uh, we will put the link to that information um, in the show notes, but definitely take, uh, you know, check out the ADHD uh, parents palooza because um, I think it's going to be a really neat thing and it's perfect timing. It's right before back to school and, and um, yeah, good stuff. I think that's awesome. I know. I like it too. I think it's a great idea. What a, yeah. What a great idea. All right. Well, uh, I think if I remember to put that in the links, then I'm starting this particular podcast on the right foot. Yes. Memory and ADHD, Nikki Kinzer. Well, and I have to send you, I have to remember to send you the right link to put into the show notes. There's a lot of remembering here that's Yeah, going there's on. so much remembering, like one thing after another <laughs> yes. with the remembering. Yes, it's crazy. So okay. you want to talk, well, let's about, talk about Yeah, let's talk about memory and ADHD. Uh, yeah. How did this come up? Was this one that you've been planning to do for a long time or and you just keep forgetting? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. It actually came up in one of my groups um, in the summertime. They, they were talking about um, not, you know, just the little things that they forget. Like, you know, I, I, I have money in the bank, but I still forget to pay the bill. Um, and, uh, just, you know, I, I forget everything or some of the things that I heard, or if somebody tells me something kind of goes in one ear and out the other, you know, just some of these things that people were saying. And, uh, one of the things that I do with the group coaching is when I hear a pattern, um, or a topic that a lot of people are talking about or relate to, then I turn that into the workshop that I give to my coaching groups. And uh, this was actually one of the workshops that I did because I think memory and ADHD, it's an important thing to kind of understand so that you don't feel like, you know, you're not purposely trying to forget. I mean, there's a real reason that that your memory is affected. And so the reference that I want to... Um, uh, well, a lot of where this information came from was Ari Tuckman. So if you're not familiar with Ari Tuckman... He is uh, an ADHD expert, and he wrote the book More Attention, Less Deficit. And he actually has like this whole chapter about memory, working memory, and uh, specifically perspective memory, which we're going to talk about that here in just a second. So just to kind of keep with the the idea so people get it, which you probably do, but it, it's one of those things that, you know, someone tells you to send an email at work, but because you didn't write it down or they didn't... Um, 
you know, send you the email to send an email, right? It's not documented right, in right. some way. You forget. Um, I mentioned the, the monthly cable bill. You may have the money, but it's still, you know, still posted on the refrigerator and you forgot to do it. Um, you're going to the grocery store to buy milk and bread, but you only remembered the milk. I mean, it's just these little things that kind of drop off. Um, I would say the majority of the people that I've talked to with ADHD complain that they don't remember well, that this is something that is definitely very common. Um, and it's also kind of going back to that, um, press or that thought process of out of sight is out of mind. If it's not right in front of you, you're not going to remember. And, uh, a lot of times in my coaching, even when I talk to people about new strategies that they're going to try or a routine that they're going to try, the, one of the very last questions I ask is how are you going to remember to do it? Because, you know, you can go with the best intentions and and uh, still forget to do it. So Mm -hmm. Ari Techman definitely talks about the the executive function of working memory. And working memory is the part of the memory that holds information in the moment as it's being processed. And so you 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 take in this information and you have, you know, you either respond to it right away or you tuck it away in, in your mind for later. Mm-hmm. So what happens is with ADHD, unless you write the information down or you have it somehow in front of you, it's easy to forget because you're distracted. Right. And and it's it's not just the external distractions, but it's the internal distractions. It's getting pulled in different directions. If it's not something that you really care about, you're going to forget about it. Now, if it was something you really care about, you probably won't forget. You know what's interesting about that? I and you're probably going to remember this better than I did. There's a, a another ADHD expert. It may have been Tuckman who said that ADHD attention deficit is mislabeled. Yes, that it, it shouldn't be attention deficit. It should be ADHD is attention dysregulation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that's that's a huge thing that hit me uh, pretty hard this week because um, I, I and I think it applies to memory because it is wildly inconsistent. Right. Yes. It, it's something you actually it's not that you just can't remember. It's that sometimes you remember really well. Yeah. Sometimes you can commit things to memory and know exactly what you're going to do and recall facts. And then sometimes it completely and totally fails. And because you get this intermittent uh, 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 sort of refrain, right, this intermittent reinforcement, it's something that you just can't count on. And that's mm-hmm. what makes memory, for me at least, so frustrating. Well, and I think you hit a really good point, is it's it's not something you can count on. So anytime you think you're going to remember something, you probably need to write it down or have mm-hmm. somebody remind you because you, you really can't count on it. And what you're talking about, too, I think if you were to look at what do I remember? Like if we were to do some kind of, you know, data research analysis, what do you remember? What don't you remember? Probably, I'm going to guess that you're going to remember the things that are exciting you. You're going to remember the things that have somehow really like resonated with you in a way that, yeah, that's going to stick, you know? Right, Um, right. Because that is where, that's how your brain is wired. Absolutely. Um, But this is interesting. This is what I learned when I was doing this research. So I knew working memory was an issue. But perspective memory was something that I didn't really think too much about. And what perspective memory is, is it's an extension of working memory, but it includes the sense of time. 
And so what happens here is we hold the idea in working memory until our sense of time tells us it's time to act. So if you have a good perspective memory and you know that you're supposed to call the cable company before you leave work because that's the only time during the day that you're going to have time to call. If you have a good perspective memory, you're going to remember to call the cable company before you go to work. It's going to be taken care of. If you have a poor perspective memory, you're going to remember to call the cable company as you're in your car in the middle of the commute um, going to work or maybe even coming back from work. Like you've, you've right. remembered it at the wrong time. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right? That happens all the time. Yes. It's always and- the thing you need right after you hang up the phone, right after you turn off the podcast, right after you, whatever it is. Yes. That's when I'm going to remember it. Yes. Right. It's always going to be after the fact. That's great. Perspective memory. I don't think I've ever had a term for that. Right. Yeah. And I thought it was really an interesting awareness that, you know, with and with ADD, this is kind of a double whammy, unfortunately, because now you have a poor working memory. And then when you do remember, it's the wrong time. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's frustrating. Really frustrating. That is that's enormously frustrating. I am I, I find myself spinning a little bit right now as we're talking about it, thinking of all the contexts in which that plays out in my life. Yes. I, I have some work to do. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. But this is what non-ADDers need to know. Okay. So this okay. is this is what you need to tell. So everybody that's listening, this is what you need to tell your spouses, your bosses, your coworkers, anybody that doesn't have ADD. What they need to know is that this is not intentional. You are not purposely trying to forget or avoid anything. This isn't about avoidance. So this is a very different thing than avoiding something, right? When you're avoiding something, you almost kind of consciously, well, I guess that's a borderline conscious, unconscious Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole nother topic. But, but this isn't intentional. This is a symptom of your ADHD. So the ADHD person is just as surprised as anybody else that that task did not get completed. (laughs) That's so true. That is so true. (laughs) Oh man. It's yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't often reflect that way. Uh, It doesn't often like, that's not an easy thing. That's not an easy case to make. But it's, it's not, really important. But it's true. I mean, it yeah. is true. It's like, you know, why didn't you get the bread? I told you to get the bread and the milk. And yeah. you're just a surprise. Like, I don't know why I didn't get it. Like, it's I don't It's like you're a different person. It's sort of an out-of-body experience, yeah. right? It's like, I mean, I know, I know you told that guy to get bread and milk, and he only brought that milk. What a right. dummy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. you're like, geez, I, yeah, who is Man, that guy? <laughs> if I were you, I'd be really mad. Exactly. So this is where it's really, I think, important in relationships that they do understand that, you know, even if they don't get it, because they're not going to get it, you know, because they don't have ADHD, but if they can at least have some patience and understanding that it wasn't intentional and that it is just a symptom of your ADHD. Now, we can work on it. We can put some strategies in place, strategies in place um, to make things, you know, a little bit better to, to remember, to remember is what mm-hmm. uh, Ari I think it was that was the title of the um, Chad conference uh, session that he had that I attended was remembering to remember. So there are some things you can certainly do. Um, But before I get into the strategies, I do want to talk about two 
um, key concepts that he talks about that I think is, is important before we go into the strategies. The first one he says is that you need to support your working memory by using external reminders to keep the task in your awareness. Okay. So that makes mm-hmm. sense. We know that these external reminders need to be in front of us so that we're aware of what we need to do. And then you support your sense of time by setting up reminders and alarms that will trigger your memory at the right time and place. So it's not only having the external reminders, but it's also making sure that those reminders and alarms are being triggered at the right time and place. Mm -hmm. And this is a really important distinction because how many times have you had an alarm go off to go do something, but then you ignore it? You don't go do it. Yeah, that absolutely right. I, that happens. Uh, it happens all the time because the context isn't right. Yes. So what we have to examine and what you have to really look at is when do you get it right? When will you not stop ignoring the alarm? And right. and what has to happen to get it at the right time and place? You know, it, it makes me think actually about uh, GTD. You know, and and GT some of the GTD apps we've talked about in the digital episodes of the show, where sometimes it feels like just a lot of bloat to the process to think about all of the alarms and contexts and things like that. But you know, in this regard, and speaking specifically of perspective memory, uh, these tools really have it right when you think yes. about it. Right? These are things that you can have. You can set up to trigger. It may take you a little bit more on the front end to fill in a few extra fields, but you can have it trigger exactly when you need it to trigger. And even more specifically, you can have it trigger at a location that, you know, so you can say when my phone is at the grocery store, trigger this alarm. Right. That is a saving grace for prospective memory issues. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And and I think that, you know, one of the things, one of the traps you don't want to get into or fall into is thinking that you won't need the alarms later. Like, okay, well, I'll just make this a habit and I won't have to remember it. Like, Mm -hmm. I I won't need these. Eventually, it'll just become habit. But the reality is that's, I don't think that's a safe, safe way to go because you have ADHD. And right. part of that is getting distracted without you even knowing that you're distracted. So, and exactly. if you have any kind of time blindness or, you know, if you have a messy relationship with time, then it, you know, it doesn't matter if five years from now, time is still going to go by really fast or it's going to go by really slow. So if you don't have that reminder at the right time, mm-hmm. it, you could very well still forget it. So I guess what I'm saying is just don't get into the thought process that you're not going to need them because I think it is, it's an accommodation that, that you um, definitely do need and you'll, you know, welcome it and embrace it because it'll yeah. make your life a lot easier. Well, and, and that is a muscle, right? I mean, it's a, paying attention to alarms is a muscle and I'm, yeah. I'm sitting here, you know, as an aside, I'm watching kind of the chat room go by and, and everybody's saying, well, I've got alarms that I have ignored from yesterday and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple that I've, I've ignored and, and I, you know, if I hear it more than two times, I ignore it. And, and that, Hallelujah. That is absolutely what happens. That's how it manifests. And I yeah. think that's that to me seems like a sign that either the context wasn't right in the first place, that the alarm went off at a time that you weren't enabled to hear it, or life intervened and you were already in a separate sort of mode uh, that you didn't anticipate being in when the alarm went off. Right. Uh, that's how it manifests for me when I kick an alarm down the curb and, and start ignoring it. So um, I, I think that's a that's a really interesting 
way to think about and and a, a way to formulate a strategy around hey i need to get better at making my alarms matter right because then they're easy then you're ready to do the thing that you say you're going to do when you need to do it yes yes so you know part of that i think is also prioritizing really what is most important does this really matter to me um because it, you know i remember you saying this pete that if you have something on your calendar and it keeps getting rescheduled and get rescheduled then you know why what's stopping you from getting it done where's the blockage like what you know because i it's going from today to tomorrow and i think it's the yeah. same thing with your reminders if you have to keep you know rescheduling them and ignoring them they're not working the way that they need to work you know what's funny about that is that reminders are sort of like meds. Uh, that when you when you're doing well and you're responding to them, uh, you start to feel stronger and you start yeah. to feel stronger about your own memory, and it gives you the strength to think, "Hey, maybe I don't need this anymore uh, because I'm getting so good at it." But the reality is, it's just working. It's doing its job. You're doing what you <laughs> need so, to be doing. Yeah, don't That's right. don't don't let it go. It it really it matters. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. anyhow. Well, and I want to. Uh, I want to give the the listeners some uh, strategies to try. Again, these came from Ari Tuckman. These were not things that I just like, you know, decided. Hey, this is a good idea. This I want to make sure I give the 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 right credit to the right person. Um, yeah. In his book, he has actually several strategies. So if you're interested in learning more of what he has to say about this, definitely check it out. I picked kind of five that I have seen work in my practice with clients. Um, one of them is using their uh, using items as their reminders. So if you're a person that, you know, continuously forgets your lunch, uh, even after you've made it, you know, maybe stick your lunch bag in, in front of the door. So before you actually like walk out, you would be tripping over your lunch bag. Um, it's those kinds of things that, you know, having it again in your sight. So out of sight is, you know, isn't out of mind. So putting those things um, in front of you. This goes along with this, but placing items in your path or in yeah. line of sight. So if you, um, so for example, I need to record some of my phone calls that I have with my individual clients and I am notorious of forgetting until about yeah. 20 minutes into the call. And then I'm like, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me record this really fast. <laughs> so I have this little sticky note. So the people that um, actually get to see this live, they can see this. Do you see that? Yes. It just yeah. says record with a big red dot. Yeah. That's all it is. It's a little yeah. sticky note with record with a big red dot. I put yep. that on my um, my little laptop or not laptop, but computer thing here, whatever that is. <laughs> that's green. <laughs> and, uh, and that's my reminder. So when I uh, get on the call, I actually see that and I have done so good. I'm doing better. So not, you don't you feel like you've uh you've you're building the habit and you haven't yet gone note blind, sticky blind? No, no, not yet. Now I'm not saying that I haven't made the mistake since I've had this little note because I have. Sure. Yeah. Um it's not something I think about doing, but it, I have decreased it by quite a bit. So That's um, great. And I'm keeping it there. I'm not getting rid of it anytime soon. So um uh, so things like that. And you know, and I think I talked about this 
maybe before we went on break, but I had a client who was working on uh, checking her calendar every day. So she did something very similar by putting a little sticky note that said calendar on her coffee maker. So every time she went to get a cup of coffee, you know, she would be triggered, reminded to go check her calendar. So things like that. Reducing the clutter. I mean... How could I not put this on the list? I think that the less yeah. you, you know, the less you have, the more that you can see your reminders and they actually matter. If I had a bunch of, um, papers and files on my desk here underneath my, um, computer monitor, I wouldn't see that record button, um, reminder, yeah. right? I wouldn't see that. And so the less clutter you have, you know, definitely the, the reminders are going to stand out. Now, this is, I wanted to say this earlier when you were talking about the alarms, but um, this I think is important. And this is what he says, and I happen to agree. If you set an alarm, you either do it or you snooze it. Mm-hmm. So if it's important, and this kind of goes back to the prioritizing, right, of what's, you know, is it really truly an important thing to do or be reminded of? But if it is, then you do it. If it's not, then you snooze it and you keep reminding yourself until it's done. And Mm -hmm. so there's that kind of that annoyance factor that I don't want to keep seeing this over and over again. So I'm going to get rid of it or, you know, go do what I need to do. Or if it's not a priority, just take it off. Don't even remind yourself and just make a note, not make a note in your head, (laughs) but make an actual note and maybe your to-do list or whatever, however you organize your your to-dos, that this is just something that's going to be postponed, right? It's not yeah, something that's yeah. important. Yeah, I mean, and at least go through the act of saying, you know, this is a thing that is, that, you know, why why was there an alarm set for this thing? Right, was what's it urgent? the purpose? What, yeah, what was the purpose? And and am I in a place to revisit that purpose right now? Yeah. Uh, because it may be the case that you you just have to do it, even if you don't want to do it. And yeah. now is the time to do it. Uh, but it, it goes back to judging the con- at least going through the process of rationalizing the consequences. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Uh, and then the last thing that I wrote here um, in my notes is actually not from Ari Techman. This was one of my own ideas. Um, and it is something that you and I talk about so often. But checking your calendar and your to-do list regularly. You know, I yeah. think that the daily reviews are important. Um you know, if you have a calendar that you really trust, if you have a to-do um, organization, like if you're organizing your to-dos in a way that you trust that what's on there is what needs to be done, you don't have to rely on your memory as much. You can always mm-hmm. double check and look at your calendar and see, okay, these are the appointments. This is when I blocked this time to do this. And uh, not saying that you shouldn't have the reminders and alarms. I mean, those still need to be put in place, but it's sort of just another extra insurance policy that you've got this calendar that you can trust. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there you go. That's what I have, Pete, right? I like that stuff. I, I want to, so here's one that's a little bit more, um, cerebral. Mm-hmm. Have I talked about the memory palace concept? No. Do you? It sounds uh, fancy. Okay. So years ago, I was reading the books, uh, the the Thomas Harris books about Hannibal Lecter, you know, Red Dragon and Silence of the Lambs and um, uh, all those books. And 
Hannibal Lecter in those books, when he was incarcerated, he went through this process of, uh, you know, going into his mind and building a memory palace, right? And I was fascinated by memory palaces. I thought, I want to learn more about this. And as Thomas Harris is a fantastically uh, diligent writer, he put all of his sources in the back of his books. And one of those books, a little book, it's called The Memory Palace of Matteo Ricci. And it is the story of a, uh, a Catholic priest who went to China to try to spe- spread the word of uh, Catholicism uh, to the Chinese, and they wouldn't listen to him, and he had to make a trade. So he taught this concept in exchange for them hearing his sermons. And the concept is thus. You start with a room, and it's in your head. There's a room in your head, and you visualize very creatively the door to the room. You open the door, and inside the room, you start placing items that you need to remember, and you associate them with mnemonics. If you have to remember to take your jacket, then you have maybe uh, your favorite sculpture, and it's actually wearing that jacket, right? It's something that's, or maybe it's a sculpture of a penguin wearing your favorite jacket so that you'll constantly remember, that's weird. I'm going to have that in my memory. Yeah. And and Ricci's is, uh, you know, his story is one where he can recount, um, you know, wandering through this palace that he's created in his mind of rooms upon rooms upon rooms, all filled with, um, you know, structures that he can recount to great detail because all of these things are things he's had to put there to remember. And he just never forgets them. Mm-hmm. I am not very good at it, but I do enjoy the the process of, of and the practice of doing a meditation and wandering through this chateau that i yeah. built in my mind and uh, and i think it's it it's fascinating it's not something that i can trust 100 percent, but the book is worth reading and uh i think it's really uh it's really fun to to do i love and that and for That's some i some folks i've met who have a, a fantastic affinity to the whole process of the memory palace and mm-hmm. it's really um you know uh, really something that they can get lost in and it, it it's you know it attaches to the hyper focus mm-hmm. uh you know where you can you can just spend literally spend time in your head entertaining yourself in your own mm-hmm. in your own house uh and so i find it interesting I, it is for others it's really hard it's really really hard because you know you lose track of it and the adhd mind is like the, all the rooms that you attach to it are they start sliding around you know? <laughs> like not in a like the visualization they start getting crooked and, yeah they start yeah. getting crooked but uh but it's worth worth trying those little mnemonics are are super useful it reminds me a little bit of the emotional safe place that James Ochoa talks about in his Focus Forward yeah. book. I mean, yeah. it's a different con- uh, concept, but it's still going in your head and imagining a-, a safe place and you are putting your imagination in whatever that looks like. Um, so there, yeah. there, I wonder what that, um, there's some magic there, I think, with the imagination and using that. Yeah, 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 not for everybody. Awesome. The other yeah, is but, using yeah. your fingers as mnemonics too. That uh, you know, if I have to go to the grocery store and uh, my, you know, I'm told to get two limes, then maybe or, or limes, milk, jalapenos, and bread. Right? Uh, I'll put them on my fingers. Limes, milk, jalapenos, and bread. Oh, so you actually see them, like kind of like you feel like you see them. And and I use my my knuckles as 
numerators. So I need to get, you know, two limes. And so I'll, I'll kind of put the limes here on my second finger on the second knuckle. And, and so I just remember them on my fingertips and depending where on my fingers is, is how many I have to get. And for remembering short lists for a short time, when you don't necessarily have something to write down or record it on, it's, it's uh, handy. Uh, and then you just, I just spend a lot of time tapping my fingers to remember like, you know, <laughs> what, what was I that need to again? do next. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Those are some good yep. tips. Thank you. Just a little, just a little nuggets. Little nuggets. nuggets from Pete. That's right. There you go. Uh, I'll put the link to the to the book, uh, uh, Memory of Palace, Matteo Ricci. If you're interested in reading that source material, otherwise, go read Hannibal Lecter. Oh, jeez, that's grim. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we got. Do you have anything else? Nope, we're good. That's it. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. We sure appreciate your time and attention and thank you again all those who support us on patreon.com slash the adhd podcast and who join us live each week for this very recording Uh, thanks everybody on behalf of nikki kinzer i'm pete wright we'll catch you next time right here on taking control the adhd podcast